He is the greatest. The Pope of Philadelphia. The one, the only, Ron Jaworski. Good morning, Jaws. We say, brother. Good morning, Bob. Anthony, it's so good to be with you guys. Man, you took so long that introduction, I don't have any time for uh, my comments. Thank you, though. <laughs> we'll always save time yeah, for them, Ron. Yeah, there you go. I get Thanks, pumped Bob. up, man. <laughs> Nobody gets me pumped up like you, Jaws. Uh, it's football season. How can you not be rocking and rolling? The Eagles are 1-0 and going down to Tampa. going to be a tough game. But, hey, it's, it's football. Everyone's excited. Okay, now, this is interesting. Right away, because only a trained man. Like, see, Bob, Jaws said, it's going to be a tough <laughs> game. See, because we're, you know, we get into this lulled into this thing where you go, yeah, you know, Eagles defensive front should dominate, blah, blah, blah. And we start going in and getting supremely confident. I, suss this game out because I think it's going to be tougher than we all think. Oh, I, I, I totally agree. This is going to be a dogfight down there. I, mean, I, I went through that game last week, uh, Tampa at New Orleans, and uh, by the way, it knocked me out of my suicide pool, so I'm not really happy Are about that. Are you serious? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, how, does Saints, how does Saints lose? Like, seriously, I would have well, taken that too. Well, it, 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 not that it's ever simple, but uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick was absolutely phenomenal. It was the best performance last week by a quarterback, and there were some good ones. You know, Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees and a lot of guys had strong numbers game. I went to the tape of the game, and Fitzpatrick literally was, was pinpoint accurate throughout the game. And, and you know, you, we all tend to forget, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick has been around the league 14 years. Of course, he's been on seven teams. Uh, but he's thrown for almost 28,000 uh, 28, yards, so he does yeah. have, you know, some talent. And, 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 you know, and I've watched him his entire career, and he's very streaky. And he's one of those guys, when he finds his rhythm and he gets his tempo, he's a tough guy to stop. And that's exactly where he was last Sunday down in New Orleans. I mean, he was just anticipating every throw. He's reading the coverage beautifully. And, and, you know, he's got a good receiving core as well. Now, Deshaun yeah. Jackson, you know, that might be the, the question mark because he's in concussion protocol for this game. But, you know, he lit it up last week. And every time he plays the Eagles since he left here, he's lit it up. He's averaging yeah. 22 yards per catch against the Eagles when he plays against them uh, since he's took off the Eagle green uniform. And uh, the Bucks got this big old wide receiver by the name of Mike Evans at six foot five, two hundred and thirty one pounds. That uh, at that size can really move, has great quickness, uh, big wingspan, and, and just made a lot of unbelievable catches last week. So if you fall asleep on this Buccaneer offense, you're going to find yourself in trouble. Pope, what about the the protection for Fitzpatrick? Because one of the things I'm curious about, obviously, Eagles defensive line is incredible, best in the league. And what's their front like in protecting Fitzpatrick? Yeah, and I think we will always have an advantage whoever we play with the Eagles' defensive line. And I, I, I would agree with you. Uh, it is one of the best in the National Football League. And I think the secondary in Philadelphia uh, is one of the best in the National Football League. We'll see how the linebacking core uh, develops throughout the season. But I think defensively, uh, this is really going to be where the Eagles hang their hat this year. And, you know, if, if you look at the Buccaneers' offensive line, it, it, it's just an average group from that from that respect. In fact, the, uh, the Saints, although, you know, uh, you look at the Saints defense, they're supposed to be pretty good. They really didn't get any, any pressure on consistent pressure. And there's always some pressure on an NFL quarterback because defensive guys are, are good. Uh, but when you look at uh, 
the offensive line of the Buccaneers, they were solid, but I don't think they're a great offensive line. This is where the Eagles will have an advantage. But uh, like I said, Fitzpatrick was so decisive at getting the ball out of his hand. He doesn't hold on to the football, and he's got just enough athleticism and movement in the pocket where, hey, you know, you may win uh, initially, but he, he can juke your left, he can juke your right. He's got that good pocket mobility and good awareness because he's a veteran quarterback. Charles, we, we talk so much naturally about Tampa putting up 48 last week and go right to Fitzpatrick, but they did give up the 40. And, and you saw the Eagles' offense last week. There were some struggles and all. How do you see them attacking Tampa Bay's defense this week, which is decimated by injury? Their defensive backfield, both of their starters look like they might not be a go. Yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, uh, Bob, I mean, Hargraves would put an injury reserve. He's their best corner. Grimes has been hurt. Uh, you know, they're playing Chris Conti back through. I thought for, for a lot of years, been in this league, he's been kind of a sib back there. He's kind of an old school free safety play the middle of the field. But, uh, I think this is an area, you know, where the Eagles can have some success. Now, that being said, I agree with you, Bob. The offense was not very good against Atlanta. Uh, it was just out of sync, out of rhythm. And I think they're going to have to find their way a little bit right now. You know, with a new offensive coordinator, Mike Rowe, you're going to have to do things a little bit differently. He's going to have to figure this team out. Uh, there was no deep threat, and that's why what concerns me a little bit, hey, you say, okay, we can take advantage of the secondary down in Tampa, but the Eagles wide receivers just didn't get anything down the field. In fact, Nick was 0 for 5 on deep throws, so they got, they got nothing down the field. And, you know, we know Torrey Smith is gone, and Alshon Jeffrey is injured. Uh, but someone's going to have to step up and, and stretch the field a little bit. But, but I, I really think as this season wears on, and it kind of played out Thursday against Atlanta. I, I think the bell cow needs to be Jay Ajayi for, for at least yeah. the interim period because uh, totally. uh, run the offense through him. I think they started to get heated up when they pounded the football, you know, started uh, taking it to the Falcons. And I think, although uh, we're going to be seeing a couple of familiar faces down in Tampa and Vinnie Curry and Bo Bell on that deep, uh, defensive side, excuse me, Bo Allen on that side of the ball, um, I just think that the, the bell cow right now, that by the way, the, as we know, the Eagles offensive line is one of the best uh, as well. So the Eagles are strong in the trenches. And I'd make this a Jay Ajayi game. All of a sudden those safeties, linebackers start getting nosy, and now you open up those big voids in the middle of defense. So I'd like to see him get the running game going early. The Pope, Ron Jaworski, with us on the Comcast Business Hotline. Uh, Jaws, I'm curious about falls. and I want you to listen to what Foles said. Bro, can we play Foles for Jaws? Because I want you to react to what you're hearing from Foles and kind of what you see, because we know it takes some little time for him to get into rhythm. So here's Nick Foles, Jaws. I think people expect since you've done it before, you should know how to do it every time, but each day is a new day. Each struggle is a new struggle. Um, and we are humans. Um, we do have feelings and we do go through different things. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we have to, you know, that's why, you know, I have a lot of conversations with my wife. I pray, I get in my Bible, I read the word because there is a lot of things going on that we have to deal with as people. Um, I think people look at us as professional athletes and think we don't deal with that, but we do. We do struggle. You know, conf you do lose your confidence at times, but you have to know how to get it back. Is he trying to get his confidence back? Do you think he's lost a little bit? Uh, you know, I, I can't speak to that. Uh, only he can. And, and by the sound of, uh, of what Nick just said, you know, maybe a little doubt has, has, has crept into his mind. Uh, but I, there's none in mine. I think he is a, a, a tremendous quarterback. And, and here, here's what I've always felt about Nick Foles. He needs reps. 
he needs work. He needs to throw a lot of balls all week long. He needs to get in his rhythm in the game. And when he finds that, he's as good as anybody. Now, he is also a guy, kind of guy, you know, things got to go right for Nick. He, he, you know, when, when he's confident and feeling it, you know, he'll rip the throws. Uh, when he's not confident, when he's not protected well, he has a tendency to be a little bit hesitant. Uh, but, you know, th- th- that's just his, his uh, profile as I've watched him throughout his career and, and uh, studied him when he was coming out of college. I mean, this, he has tremendous talent, but he needs those rhythm-type throws. And I, I think there's... There's where a little bit of a difference is too. You know, Frank Reich is gone. John DeFilippo's gone. You know, there's a new meeting. There's a new meeting room for the quarterbacks. You know, that, that dynamic can change as well. And I think it, it, it may take a little bit of time, and we may even see it when Carson comes back, you know, what the dynamic will be uh, of the quarterback position because it's different. And, and you know, I know if we, we spoke about this before. I think that that room last year, that quarterback room yeah. was so good. These guys get along so well, uh, you know, coaches and players. And, I'm not, you know, it, it's too early to tell what that room is like. And I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's great, but I just don't know right now. Yeah, I think you nailed it with Foles because he talked about himself kind of like a basketball player, like because he played a lot of basketball. That when he, like he needs to feel it to get into that rhythm, and he compared himself to when he plays basketball. When he start, when the shot starts to fall, he goes on a streak, and I, I, I think. You nail it. Like, rhythm is so important for him. Yeah, hey, hey, and you feel it. Bob feels it. You know, chemistry, when you guys are having a great show, you know, man, you're laughing, you're chuckling, you're shredding people, you're having fun. You, you know what? Don't, don't, it's the same thing. You sense that rhythm. You sense everything's going well, and all of a sudden, you start getting excited. You and Bob go, man, we're having a great show today. You go to a break and say, oh, we're all fired up today. Let's keep it going. And the same thing happens with playing quarterback. Once you find that rhythm, once the chemistry is there, man, it just begins to snowball. And and I think it'll eventually happen with Nick. Charles, when you say the offense struggled last week, you know, we all saw it. Can, when you look at film, was there anything maybe that we miss? A casual fan who will say, oh, Foles was horrible, so therefore the offense struggled. Was there some more to it than that like when you watched the film? Was there breakdowns in other places that, that you know, the average eye doesn't see? I don't think there was anything specific, Bob. I, I just think the fact that, you know, they, they could not get the Falcons secondary to, to, to back up. And to me, I think that's absolutely critical uh, that you get the defense backing up. And I think, you know, Zach Ertz probably had one of his worst games at an Eagle. He had a couple uh, obvious drops and maybe another one I thought that he could have he could have caught. And, you know, they didn't control the middle of the field. So now you're not getting everything to the outside. Uh, and, and, and you look at the short passing game. Uh, I mean, Aguilar is, what, eight catches for less than 40 yards. So yeah. clearly... You know, they were going to the bubble screen, the quick game, the, the flats, the slants, and all that stuff. So, you know, in that regard, um, you know, they've got to get better in that area, getting the ball down the field. And I, and I also thought when, it's, you know, they scored <clears throat> two touchdowns, and, and one was an unbalanced line where they moved Jason Peters from left tackle over to, to Lane Johnson on the right side. Uh, and they, uh, uh, the other touchdown runs, uh, Siamalo came in. They had six offensive lines. So when they go to their heavy set, they go to that, you know, that road grader type type of offense. That's why I like the fact that I think they got Jay Ajayi going. And once you get the running game going, Bob, you're going to open up some voids. And I think that's when Nick will be at his best. How, how do you see the two guys are interesting to me because I think their matchup problems is is Sproles who look really good coming back, and the kid Goddard. Do you see them trying to get the ball down the field? 
you, like with Sproles in the past game, wheel routes. I mean, it's a way to take advantage of his speed and and get the ball out a little bit and stretch the defense. Man, I, and I, I get to you, I, I I was so so impressed with with Darren Sproles last week to see him come back from a horrific injury a year ago and. I mean, at his age right now, to be playing like he's playing, I, I think is a testament to, to his hard work and commitment in the offseason because, you know, a lot of that work to rehab is done behind closed doors uh, with the athletic staff. And, you know, you just don't see what the guy goes through after, you know, the, the surgery he had and the rehab that he had. So I, I couldn't have been happier for Darren Sproles. You know, he, he's a class guy. Uh, I was a little bit surprised he got as much activity, you know, early in the game. Early, yeah. The football. Yeah, I, you know, uh, you know, he's a satellite. He's a guy you put on the perimeter, on the edge. You create some matchups with him. He's never going to be the, you know, the the guy you run your offense through. So, uh, you know, but but it was. It, I think he's a tremendous weapon, and you know, he's a guy that uh, you can use in literally any situation. But I think he's best when he uses that satellite back. Uh, and, and and I think you'll see it this week against linebackers. Yeah, with Jai is your bell cow, and. Sproles, you mix in, and and you, that's that satellite guy. The guy that can that's run it. a wheel route. You You're know. coaching now, Anthony. You're the coach. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I got some matchup problems with Goddard too. I I love his athleticism, Jaws. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you got to make plays, and, and, and you know, in, in, in the National Football League, at the end of the day, you know, that's what it's all about. You have you you have to make plays. You know, and Dallas is going to get some opportunities because he's a big, strong guy. And, and, you know, we saw in the preseason he can get open. You know, as I watch his tape coming out of college, he can get open. He's got to do a better job when the ball touches his paw is to put it away. He has a tendency to, to hold on to the ball, allow a defensive guy to come in and strip it. I think that will eventually be taken care of. But, you know, this is a team that loves to run two tight ends. You know, they've had success running the two tight ends. In fact, they did against Atlanta when they had two tight ends on the field, you know, uh, moving the football. But I think when these two uh, two tight ends get working in the passing game, it'll certainly improve. So, Charles, if, if you're starting out the game, you're offensive coordinator. I know you said that the run is key to open everything up. Is that what you're doing? Are you pounding or are you trying more to get Nick into the groove or does the pounding get Nick into the groove? Uh, I, I think the pounding gets Nick into the groove. I, you know, this, this is a game. Hey, Tampa's all geeked up right now, man. I was talking to some people down there. You know, they, you know, hey, they, they beat New Orleans. People thought they were going to suck this year. You know, Jameis Winston <laughs> gets suspended for you know three games, and oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's playing. Oh, they're you know, hey, they're, they're going to be a terrible football team. Well, well, they they showed everyone week one that they're not a terrible football team. So now their fans are all lathered up. This place can be sold out. It's their home opener. So, you know, what you got to do is hit him in the mouth. And, and, you know, you hear that statement all the time, but this is what the Eagles are, are good at. They're a violent, physical football team in the trenches. And, and as excited as the Buccaneers will be and the fans will be, you know, going you know, crazy, all like I said, all lathered up, you just hit someone in the mouth in that first quarter. That takes the steam out of everyone. So I, I think this is a game the Eagles come out and pound the rock early, give it to the Jai, play the physical game, and then go to the play-action passing game. Love it, Pope Jaws. You're the greatest man. And by the way, we go to 2-0, 28-20. 20 That's awesome. Jaws, we love you, brother. All right, man. Love, love talking to you guys next, next Friday, man. Every Friday morning, 7 a.m. wake-up call. And <laughs> soon we start the meat locker in Ramblewood. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Great, greatest show on earth. <laughs> Thank you, bro. You're the greatest, man. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Charles. All right. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Ed. Here he is, Ron Jaworski. He always puts a smile.